and welcome to a newsflash episode of Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones-Bold, the real estate law specialists. As always, I'm joined by our head of legal training, Richard Snape. Hi, Richard. Hello, Lizzie. Hello. Thank you for joining me for another uh, podcast. We're looking at a case from October uh, from the Court of Appeal called Gill and Lewis News Limited. Uh, which is about the Landlord and Tenant Act 1954, and in particular, grounds of opposition. Do you want to start to set the scene for us? Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's not the normal grounds we discuss. I mean, most of the cases and the things we've discussed before on grounds F and G, which is you know, two of the non-fault grounds, you know, sort of demolishing, reconstructing, uh, or carrying out substantial works. Do you want to start by setting the scene as to where it all happened? Yeah, it's as you said, it's about the grounds of opposition under Section 30 of the 54 Landlord and Tenant Act. Uh, but normally we've been discussing ground F, which is uh, one of the non-fault grounds, and uh, intention to demolish or reconstruct and carry out substantial works on the premises. And ground G, which is when the landlord wants to occupy for his own purposes. This was uh, about the other grounds, some of the fault grounds, which don't feature as much as in, in the case law. But uh, yeah, Mr. Gill was the, well, he's a trustee, actually. The landlords were uh, what they called Gilcrest um, UK Pension Scheme. And uh, uh, the tenants, Lee's News, seemed to have been owned by a husband and wife, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Nathan. There were actually two separate leases of premises somewhere in London W10. They don't actually say what the address was in the law reports. I always like to know about so sort of North Kensington, Queen's Parkway. And uh, the tenants uh, back in August, at the end of August uh, 2018, served a Section 26 request requesting a new lease. It was obviously a 54 Act uh, protected lease. Um, and the landlord counter noticed, as you have to if you want to object to a Section 26 request, um, counter notice within two months and opposed a new lease on, on three grounds. Let's say the faults are three of the fault grounds. Uh, a, which is where there's tenants responsible for repairs, which was the case in this particular lease, and uh, the serious disrepair as a consequence of the fa- tenant's failure to repair. And that's what the major part of the decision was about. But also B, which is quite topical at the moment, as I might mention a bit later on, which is persistent delay in paying your rent. And C, where there's uh, other substantial breaches uh, or other reasons connected with the land, uh, the tenant's use and management of the holding. They did also try to argue originally ground F, again, demolishing and reconstructing, but um, they uh, failed on that ground and it wasn't pursued at a later stage on the appeal. Um, so that's some of the background. Um, uh, the land, well, basically, I mean, the tenant had been in, in arrears with their rent in the past. Uh, nothing particularly spectacularly. And uh, lots of tenants uh, in the hospitality, retail, leisure sector have been in arrears with their rent during the various uh, COVID lockdowns and the likes, as you can imagine. Um, and uh, but the the repair was more sort of significant, and the tenant claimed at the time of the count uh, the, the section twenty six request to have carried out repairs to the premises, but uh, it then became clear that uh, bearing in mind. August 2018 was when the, the request was served. Uh, they got contractors around builders around to do substantial works in the 
they had uh, entered into contracts with them in October 2020, and the work was expected to be done April May of 2021. Quite, you know, about fifty thousand pounds worth of work still outstanding, and these don't seem to be particularly you know, major premises, so you know, quite significant. So that's some of the background to it, Lizzie. So what happened in the first instance decision then? Well, the first instance judge um, uh, threw it out um, basically because you might have had disrepair uh, at the time the lease, the new lease was requested, uh, but it had all been remedied by the time of uh, the court proceedings. Um, and also the arrears had been sort of made up by the time of the court proceedings and therefore they, they didn't think it was reasonable. The actual legislation, A, B and C, all say that not only do you have to show you know, persistent uh, delay or substantial breaches or, or serious disrepair, it should be such as uh, that the tenant ought not to be granted a new lease. Uh, didn't think it was particularly sufficiently serious uh, not to be granted a new lease, and uh, that's what the appeal was about. So what happened at the Court of Appeal then? Well, the Court of Appeal, I mean, is this actually the first sort of time that Ground A has been discussed in this kind of detail? I mean, the tenant basically argued uh, everything should be decided at the date of the court hearing in terms of the disrepair anyway, and therefore I win. Um, it's, it's right to give me a new lease. Uh, they uh, based the argument on... Um, a case that we've done before, one of our top legal cases, if you remember those, Lizzie, which you can get on Spotify with us. Uh, Betty's Cafe and Phillips Furnishing Stores, Court of Appeal 57, and then confirmed really by the House of Lords in 1959, uh, one of the big cases on the 54 Act, which said that you have to have a genuine intention to develop, demolish, reconstruct, or occupy for your own purposes, for that matter, at the time of any court hearing. Um, so on the, that basis, the tenant argued that it must be the same for, for, for ground A and uh, there was no disrepair at the time of the court hearing. Uh, the Court of Appeal said that wasn't the case. I think this is the really significant thing. They, can, they said that you don't just look at the, you know, the situation at the time of the court hearing. You look at um, everything that went on, um, well, at the, you know, the state of the repairs at the time of the Section 26 request or Section 25 notice. But also early in that, you know, throughout the term, so there might be no disrepair at the time of the court hearing. But if there's been disrepair in the past, you can still possibly use uh, ground A. And uh, they also said that I'll come back to the decision a bit later, shortly. But they also said that uh, you can take into account things like disrepair on retained land, you know, which wasn't part of the, you know, the tenants holding. Um, and they also said in deciding whether there was disrepair or not, you know, sufficient disrepair, uh, you should take a cumulative approach uh, and not just look at individual situations. You should look at everything together and not compartmentalise, as they said. And they, they also mentioned a few other cases, you know, past cases on things like disrepair and whether sort of dealing with whether it, it was sufficient that you ought not to be given a new lease. So I mentioned one or two of the other cases. Yeah, that could be helpful. Thank you. 
Well, I remember a case called uh, Hazel and Actor, which was actually quoted in the case. Uh, it was a court of appeal case from 2001, where you know, they've been disrepairing in the past again. But um, landlords, surveyors had determined that by the time of um, the the, uh, the actual you know, court hearing in the case, uh, it was in what they called an average condition for that type of premises. And in the previous 12 months, obviously anticipating problems on renewal, the tenants had done substantial repairing works uh, to bring it up to some sort of standard. And in those circumstances, the tenant ought to have been given a new lease. I remember one I was talking about in courses a few years back uh, called Horn and Meredith versus Cox v. Cox and Cox uh, from 2014, if I didn't say that before. Um, Court of Appeal case again, where over 16 years the tenant had just been bringing endless, groundless claims against the landlord and uh, one sort of set of proceedings that cost the landlord just one alone £300,000 to defend. You know, just sort of groundless claims against uh, tenants' right of way in car parking areas being blocked. And uh, the landlord successfully argued in those circumstances it wouldn't be reasonable to be given a new lease. Uh, so that's basically the idea. Um, you know, you can take in terms of disrepair, in, in particular, you can take into account the whole duration of the lease term, but then make a decision. Uh, including whether it's been remedied at the date of the court hearing as to whether the tenant ought to or not to be given a new lease. So what was the decision? Uh, they uh, put appeal. I think these type of things depend to some extent on their facts, but decided that the tenants probably learnt their lesson. You know, the factor was certainly the fact that they'd done all this work by the date of any court hearing. And they weren't in arrears and the arrears weren't sufficiently serious. And they also said you don't just take into account the landlord's wants and needs. You also think about the tenant's business. And uh, in those circumstances, the tenant ought to be given a new tenancy. They said the substantial breaches, a benchmark of seriousness, hadn't been reached. So the tenant gets his new uh, renewed lease. So why is this all important? Well, it's actually, as I say, it's, they gave a lot of guidance, especially on ground A near the Court of Appeal. And it's the, the first time we've really had guidance. Have, you know, all the other cases have dwelt on F and G, grounds F and G. Um, and it's important, obviously, in terms of the fact that you do take into account disrepair in the past. They sort of suggested, for instance, if the tenants had uh, just left everything to the last moment, paid off all the arrears at the last moment, done all the works at the very last moment, then it, they might not be minded to give a new tenancy. But um, not in these circumstances. I think the, the ground A is significant for the reasons I mentioned previously, because there have been lots of tenants with no fault of their own between 20 to 20 and certainly into you know, the summer of 2021 who had fallen in arrears because they weren't open, able to open their hospitality, leisure, retail sector premises because of the lockdowns. Uh, and there's been a lot of discussion, I know, about you know, should tenants be requesting new leases if they've been persistently delaying paying the rent. And uh, I think that suggests that if it's due to things outside their control, like lockdowns, I, I suspect the courts might look leniently upon it. Yeah. And that's that one, Lizzie. Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you very much, Richard. And thank you to everybody for listening. We'll see you again in our next episode.